Last month, I shared with you a couple of messages about honoring God. And uh, tonight, I want to talk to you about honoring God in difficult times. We all go through difficult times, and it's during those times that our faith is tested, and we find out just how deep our relationship with the Lord really is. You know, sooner or later in this life, everybody goes through some heartache, some problems, some battles, some storms, whatever you want to call them, but we've all been there. Uh, You know, unless you're very young, we've all been there, and if you're not there right now, well, you know, just give it a little time and you'll be there again in the middle of some battle, some kind of difficulty, a sickness, illness, a loss of a loved one, a divorce, a bankruptcy, children heading the wrong direction, the loss of a job. Sometimes it's just a dozen little things all at once. We all go through those times. And you know, it's not that difficult to honor God when everything's going right. I mean, when you just got a raise at work, now don't misunderstand me, a lot of people don't honor God even in the good times. But when you just got a raise at work, it's not that hard to honor God. But when you just got laid off from work and you didn't do anything wrong, Sometimes it's not that easy. And I'm, I'm just saying to you, in the, in the good times, you know, surely a sincere believer would honor God in their life and lift the Lord up and bring glory to his name. But sometimes in those difficult times, it can be really difficult for us to have the same heart and the same attitude to really honor God. But it is in the difficult times... When we honor God, that's when it means the most. That's when it has the greatest impact on the world around us. And you know what? I believe that it is so pleasing to the Lord when we are willing to still honor Him in our life, no matter what's going on. We honor Him in the difficult times, and it is the most meaningful time to honor the Lord. And so I feel like it's really important to talk about this, but it shows our confidence, our trust in him. It shows our absolute devotion to him when we honor God in the difficult times. Now, last week, I talked about honoring God with your words. And I want you to understand that a lot of what I'm going to talk about tonight has to do, again, with the words of your mouth. Because so much of honor has to do with the things that we say. Now, that's not all of it, but I just want you to realize that it is a big part of it. It has to do with the things that we say that show either dishonor or honor for God. Psalm 50 and 15 in the NIV, it says, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. Now, sometimes, you know, we read a verse like that, and you might think that the last phrase, and you will honor me, just is a response to God's deliverance, 
but he's talking about the whole thing here. It's when in the day of trouble we call upon the Lord and he delivers us, we are honoring God. And I I just want you to realize that when you're going through a, a battle, a struggle in your life, and you turn to God, and you call upon the Lord in prayer. You go to God. See, that's your, that's your go-to. That's your source. That's, that's your answer. You're not looking to man. You're not looking to the resources of the world. You're not even looking to your own strength. You're certainly not looking to money. But instead, when trouble comes, you look to God and you begin to call upon the Lord. I want you to know that that honors God. If people see that, and they see that God is real in your life. But don't miss the rest of the verse either. He says, I will deliver you. What a fantastic promise. I will deliver you. And we need to realize that when we are honoring God, you see, calling upon him, we have this confidence, we have this promise that he makes that he will bring us through. In the middle of that verse, there it is. I will deliver you. You know, sometimes we go through a difficult time and we might feel like that somehow the Lord has let us down. Things didn't go the way that we thought that they should and we're disappointed. In fact, sometimes people even feel betrayed in a sense. And it's during those times that we have to choose to trust the Lord anyway. And that honors God in our life. You know, when a person thinks that God has failed them, they don't, they don't trust him anymore. They, they don't rely on him anymore. And they start looking to other things. And either that or they just choose to accept the, the worst. You know, the, they just say, well, I guess this is just the way it is. You know, they, don't, they lose faith. But I want to encourage you that when you are steadfast in your faith and you continue to trust God, that honors the Lord. It's one of the things that Job did right in his difficult times when he lost everything. And and let me just say this about the book of Job. Um, I study the book of Job more than any other book, and yet I still know so little about all of the answers as to why these things happened and all that's involved here. And if you come up and give me your two cents, you know, that you heard the explanation for the whole book, um, I will try to be gracious. But I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people that think they've got this whole book figured out by one phrase. And, but it is, a, it is a very deep and complicated uh, revelation of not only the character of God, but the working of God in our life and some of the most difficult things in life. And that's what we're talking about tonight is honoring God in difficult times. And as Job found out, and most of us find out sooner or later, there are some things in this life we don't have the answers to in this life. And, but I, I want you to see Job's response, of course, when he had lost everything. He said in Job 13, 15, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
Now, the Lord was not going to allow Satan to kill Job, but Job is expressing his utter and absolute trust in the Lord that no matter what happens, I'm going to trust him. And I want you to know that that glorified God, that honored God, that was a slap in the face of Satan. That this man would honor God and trust him anyway. He said, even if he slays me, I'll trust him. That was not the response that Satan wanted. And I want you to realize tonight that when you're going through a difficult time and you trust God anyway, you honor God anyway, you're giving the devil a black eye. He, Job, you know, he honored God. He honored God in the good times. I mean, when Satan came before the Lord, the Lord said to him, I'm going to read to you from Job 1, 8 through 12 in the NIV. It says it this way. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. That's an awesome thing when God says that about you. Not somebody when God says that about you. And Satan says, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks, his herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Satan's a liar. That is not at all what Job did. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Now, one of the things we see clearly here is that Satan could not touch Job without God's permission. Now, I've heard some people, they they want to start... uh, interpreting the Bible in a way that they go against Scripture, and this is one of those verses they leave out. They just don't deal with because the Lord had to give permission, and that's plain and clear here in the Scripture. And we don't understand. We want to say, but why? Why would God allow this? You know what? I don't have all that figured out, but here's what I do know is that the end result is is that God was glorified and honored Satan was defeated, and Job got blessed with twice over what he had before. So when you're really going through it, honor God. You know, you don't have any great victories without great battles. That's the only way they come. So Satan destroyed all of Job's possessions, all of his wealth, and even his children were wiped wiped out. And here is Job's response in Job 1, 20-22. At this point, Job got up, he tore his robe and shaved his head. That is the way that they mourned. He fell to the ground in worship. Wow. 
this is the way to honor God, is that when you lose that job, when you had a bad car wreck, you praise God anyway. You worship God anyway. That should be our response. See, this honors the Lord. We're not mad at God. No, instead, we worship God. It's easy to say praise the Lord when everything's going great. But what about when everything's falling apart? What about when it just seems like you can't, you just can't ever seem to get a win sometimes? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's during those times that we need to do like Job and just worship the Lord. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Now, I don't understand a lot of these things as I've said. I'm of simple mind. But here's what I do know that verse 22 tells us very plainly that in all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And we'll come back to that verse a little later. But I told you that it has a lot to do with what you say with the words of your mouth. And so often we honor God by what we say or we dishonor him by what we say. But Job worshiped and he gave praise. He honored God in the difficult times. And I want to encourage you that even in the midst of loss and heartache, Our God is worthy of honor. He is unchanged. He is always good. He is always merciful. He is always just. He is always holy. He is always worthy of our honor. Job 2 We're going to read 1 and work our way all the way through 10. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. By the way, there's some theological things here that kind of mess up most people. I'm just telling you, sometimes our understanding is so shallow. We just need to keep learning, keep growing. But it says... Satan also came with them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Now I just want to say, and this is from the rest of scripture, all right? Satan did not manipulate God. (laughs) Satan is a created being. And I want to tell you, our God, he has knowledge of everything. He has foreknowledge of everything. He knew exactly how this was going to turn out. And he's the one that says to Satan, have you beheld, have you considered my servant Job? He knew that Job would trust him. And he knew that he would be honored by Job's response. And at the end, as I said, he did a great work in Job's life. 
and was glorified through the whole story. Satan says in verse 4, skin for skin, a man will give all he has for his own life, but stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Satan's lying again. The Lord says to Satan, very well then, he's in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores, the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. Now some people have said, well, maybe that was the merciful thing to say when he was in such a horrible place, but Job's response is, you're talking like a foolish woman. Reminds me of what my granddaddy used to say sometimes. You talk like a woman on dope. I guess Job didn't know about that, but I just want to encourage you gentlemen, you might think twice before you use this phrase. You talk like a foolish woman. But I guess it was appropriate in Job's situation because he knew he would, there, there was no way he was going to curse God and die. He was going to continue to trust God. He knew that God was faithful. He knew that God was good. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, here's what we know. Job did not sin in what he said. When you're going through a difficult time, oh, how you need to watch your words. Oh, how you need to be careful about what you say. Because anybody like me, when you get upset, it's easy to, your mouth starts moving, right? And especially, you know, if you get a little, a little riled up, you start saying some things that you better, bring, you better rein all that back in. Rain it back in. Any, we got anybody who rides horses in here? Rain it back in. You know what the Bible says in James 1.26? You think you're religious. You think you're spiritual, but you don't bridle your tongue. Your religion is worthless. Worthless. You're just playing games. You're just playing church. But Job did not sin by what he said. Now, it's a long book, and I promise I'm not going to preach the whole thing tonight, we're, but we're just kind of hitting some important things here I want you to see tonight about going through difficult times and how to honor God. But Job trusted the Lord even in the worst of circumstances. He chose to trust him. And we need to realize that just like Job, when those times comes, it honors God if we'll just continue to trust him. Think about this. This is who Job was, according to the Lord. There's no one on earth like him. He's blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. And sometimes people get this attitude... Now, I've been going to church and praying, and I've been doing what's right. And I'm a, you know, I really serve God. I really love God. And I'm, you know, I'm doing the best I can to do what's right. And then God lets this happen to me. And none of us got anything on Job. 
Sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes good people, people that love God, people that are serving God, people that are living for people with great faith, things happen. But you see, that is a trick of the enemy to get people to feel sorry for themselves, to think that God has mistreated them and let them down. It is a trick of the enemy to get people to start disrespecting the Lord. Job wouldn't do it. He kept going. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Well, there's two parts there, right? The Lord delivers them out of them all. But you got to get delivered out of what? Afflictions. Many, great are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers. Amen. You know, David is one of my favorite characters of the Bible. Such a great man of God. And David wrote this in Psalm 34 and 6, speaking about himself. He says, this poor man called and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. This poor man, David the mighty warrior, the great king, the one that they sang about, that he has put ten thousands to flight. But he says, the Lord heard this poor man and saved him out of all his troubles. You see, David honored God. He didn't talk about how great he was, how strong he was. He didn't think, you know, look, look at what I've done. No, he gave God all of the glory, all of the honor. And you see, that has to be our heart. That has to be our attitude. That when we begin to call upon the Lord, we're honoring God. And when the answers come, when the victories come, we're still honoring God. We're lifting God up and giving him the praise for it all. And this goes against the grain of culture today, even church culture today, that this man of God would say, call himself this poor man. Way too much boasting and bragging, honoring ourselves when we should be honoring God. Because it's in our weakness that he shines, that he's strong in us. When we're weak, then we're strong because of him. But it's in those difficult times that we honor him and he brings us through. We honor God when we remain faithful to him in the difficult times. It's such a trick of Satan to get people away from God when they need him the most. They're going through a hard place. And as I said, sometimes, you know, they feel like, well, I served God for nothing because, you know, here I am, you know, doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. And then this bad thing happens to me. This isn't fair. And, and somehow the enemy tricks them into backing off of the thing that they need the most, the Lord. In fact, as a pastor, I can tell you that a lot of the time, I see both ways. Some people, when they start, they're out in the world and they start going through a hard time, they say, oh, we better get in church, at least till we get through this. And then there's other people, they've been in church for a while serving God and they start going through a hard time and they get out of church. You need to stay in church. You need to keep praying. 
You need to keep worshiping the Lord. You need to keep on serving God. Keep on living for God. Keep on doing the things that you know to do because that honors God. When, when hard times come and you just, you just bail, that doesn't honor God. In Psalm 63, 6 through 9, the psalmist says, On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. You had those nights? <laughs> because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. They who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. But notice here in verse 8, he says, My soul clings to you. The word here is talking about something being stuck together, as in bonded together. He is literally saying, My soul is stuck to you. I won't let go. And you know, that, that honors God when we have that heart and that attitude that no matter what's going on, I am stuck to you, Lord. I'm not going anywhere. No matter what happens, I'm stuck to you. That honors the Lord. Listen, oh, how the world needs to see that in us. That this is more than just playing church, that there's something real, that our God is real, that our God is worthy of that kind of faith and trust. They need to see that in us. Listen, they don't really get that just when things are all rolling along. But when we're going through it and they see that we're still stuck with the Lord and we're still giving him praise, we're still praying and honoring him, I'm telling you, that makes a real impact on this world. Difficult times. I am stuck to you, Lord. Years ago, my grandmother, before she passed, she went through a three or four year period that was, I guess you would say, extremely difficult. She had leukemia and she lost a son and her husband my granddaddy died and her mother died and all of that happened in about a three year period and she lived alone but she kept going to church she kept serving the Lord she kept doing for others she kept praying She just kept going. And it honored God. Everyone could see how real her faith was that through all of that difficulty, and I I know, I know that she had heartache. I, I know that she cried. I saw her one day. I saw the tears. I know that she hurt. But she still honored God. And for the rest of her life, Her life was a great testimony of the Lord's faithfulness to keep us through the difficult times. And I know that there are many of you who have a testimony like that or you have a loved one, a family member that has a testimony like that. 
We need to realize that in our own lives, we too can have that kind of testimony to give God glory and honor in our life. But we should never despair because no matter how things look, I tell you, our God is always big enough to bring us through to victory. You know, so many things in the life of the Apostle Paul that happened to him, and, and it was Satan who inspired evil men to persecute him and mistreat him and try to put him out of commission. But they just couldn't do it because God's hand was on him. And God turned those things for victories. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9, the scripture says, it's Paul, he says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, Wow. This is what you call going through it. Hard pressed. You ever been hard pressed on every side? <laughs> but not crushed. Been perplexed? Oh man, have I been perplexed a lot. Especially the last few years, seems like. But not in despair. Persecuted? Yep, been there. But not abandoned. Struck down? Sometimes. Sometimes you just get the breath knocked out of you, but not destroyed. But even in his arrest and imprisonment, God used that to open the door for him to be able to witness and testify before kings and even to Caesar's household how God took the attacks of the enemy and turned them into victories because this man, Paul, honored God no matter what happened. You see it over and over and over when most people would have been crying and whining and feeling sorry for themselves because they're just trying to preach the gospel and they've they treated me so bad and now they got me locked up in chains and instead he is writing to the church of Philippi while he's in prison telling them to rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. That's honoring God. And I'll tell you, God honored him. We're still reading about him today, 2,000 years later. But the Lord brought great victories through those difficult times and a great testimony. You know, when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, it honors God if you trust him and you just keep doing the right thing. You just keep doing the right thing. You don't repay evil for evil, but you do good. Matthew 5, 11 and 12, Jesus said, Blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. So, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. See, and it honors God when we do that. When we just rejoice anyway, we don't let it get to us, but we just rejoice in the Lord, that honors him. When others mistreat you, falsely accuse you, I'm telling you, honors the Lord if you'll just obey him. I want to read to you from Matthew 5, 44 and 45. Jesus says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and the good and sends his rain on the just and the unjust. I'm just, that just honors God. See, when we obey the teachings of our Savior... In this world, so many mean, ugly people, and you just keep loving people 
and doing good and praying for people, what are you doing? You're honoring God in your obedience. It honors Him. One of the most difficult times in life is when a loved one passes and, oh, how we miss them. I think most of you know I lost my dad just a little over a year ago to COVID. Lost him for a time. I know I'll see him again. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14. I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. It'll just be a little while. And I want you to know, when we don't sorrow as those who have no hope, it honors God. We sorrow, but not as those who have no hope. I've had a lot of troubling thoughts and feelings over the circumstances of my dad's illness and death. But here's what I know that God is faithful and that he is good and kind and merciful. I know that he is righteous and just. I know that he is perfect in all his ways. And I absolutely want to honor the Lord even through those difficult times. Even when I don't understand things. Even when I feel like that just can't be right. I want to honor the Lord. Don't blame the Lord in the difficult times. Some people blame the Lord for sickness. They blame him for financial troubles. Some people think that every evil thing that happens in this world is God's fault. And some people think that, well, God did this to me to teach me something. I want to clarify something to you about that. Most often, it is not God who did that evil thing. God doesn't do evil. Listen, it is sinful man and the powers of darkness at work against you. But get this, our God is so big and so mighty and awesome that he can take whatever the enemy did, whatever some evil person did to you, and he can bring a victory out of it. He can turn it around Yes, he can. He did it for Job, and he can do it for you. And he can teach you something through it. See, I have learned to stand in faith. I've learned to keep my mouth shut when I couldn't say the right thing. I'm I'm still working on it, okay? Don't judge me. But, you know, watching my wife go through such battles with cancer, and by the way, how she has honored the Lord every step of the way, year after year, battle after battle, she has honored the Lord. 
But I have learned some things through that. I learned some things through the passing of loved ones. I learned to have more compassion. That doesn't mean God did it, but it sure does mean that God can teach you some things if you keep the right heart and the right attitude. But we honor the Lord through those difficult times. You know, there was a time when Job wanted to question God. And then the Lord began to speak to Job. And Job has this amazing revelation of God. And sometimes we think we really, really know the Lord. We, we see through a glass darkly. That's what the Bible says. We just, you know, we're just looking in a foggy mirror. We don't really get it yet. And all how we just need to keep learning and growing and understanding God in a deeper way. But when he had this great revelation and God spoke to him, here's what Job says to the Lord. It's Job 42 and 3. He says, surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. There were some things about God that Job didn't know. And he says, there were things too wonderful for me to know. And then the Lord restored Job twofold. He told those three friends that kept accusing Job, he he told those friends, he says, you go have my servant Job pray for you because you have not said what is right about me as my servant Job has. But I want to go back to what he said, Job 1.22. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing, no matter what happens, no matter how it looks, don't charge God with wrongdoing. Never accuse him. Do not dishonor him with an accusation of wrongdoing, but honor him in the difficult times. Proclaim his love and faithfulness. I know there's been several people in this church, and I won't call their names, but many of you know know several of them also. There's been several people in this church body who have had to deal with cancer or another illness recently, and... What a blessing to see them just continue to honor the Lord by calling on the Lord and trusting the Lord and praising him as their healer. And you see, we see that and how that encourages our faith. I want to tell you it pleases the Lord. So no matter what happens, Deuteronomy 32.4, we declare that he is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. You know what, that's so good. I just got to read it one more time. He is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. And that may not, that may not be perfect. Politically acceptable, politically correct in this world, but I want to tell you, it's biblically correct. That's the truth of God's word. 
He is always, always, always worthy of honor. One last verse, but I'm going to give it to you from two versions. The NIV in Psalm 145 and 7 says, They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. In the Living Bible it says, Everyone will tell how good you are and sing about your righteousness. You know what? We were singing about God's goodness tonight and how faithful he is and how we're going to see his goodness in the land of the living. And I just want to encourage you tonight he really is good. And when you're going through that dark place, oh, keep your eyes on him. Just keep looking to him. Keep trusting him. Keep honoring him with your words. Keep praying and seeking him. He'll get you through. Honor God in the difficult times. Stand with me. We're going to pray.